Hey, AfterBuzz TV, we're getting ready to do the Venture Brothers After Show. On this episode, we're breaking down Season 6, Episode 7, A Party for Tarzan, and Episode 8, Red Means Stop. We're going to be talking about eating butts to survive, <laughs> why you should always play rock and rock, paper, scissors, and why Christopher Lambert is just like the party guest to get. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. There you go, look at that. As always, for the sweet rock dance, we've got Dave Child bringing it in. It's just how I live. You That's know? right. It's just, I live. Mm. I imagine Dave Child doing this every single day, every single moment this is of his life. wake up like. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Venture Brothers After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We'll be breaking down the last two episodes of Season 6. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me here on Twitter. We've got the full panel back tonight to break down the final episodes of the season. Dave Child, mm -hmm. oh, Escape you can Death. Find me at MR Dave Child on Twitter or Instagram. <laughs> and then next thing, we've got James Grassle. You can follow me at James Grassle on Twitter and practical folks on YouTube. And rounding mm. out that sweet James. Sweet James. Sweet, sweet James, James filling. Sweet, sweet With Frank James. and Dave bread. James A. Janice. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at James A. Janice and on YouTube at practical folks. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, my voice is kind of shot today. So yeah, that's okay. That's fine. Mine too. <laughs> we all screaming. got the tea. We all got the tea today. Oh, I got the tea today. So this was it. This is the last two episodes of season six. And as we talked about briefly uh, in the last week, it was like, hey, uh, they ran out of time for yeah, for this it, season. It really feels right. like that too. Yeah, yeah. And it was. Uh, I mean, I and I will talk about our feelings about these episodes. But yeah, right. it just felt like boy, there was just so much left. Yeah, and and then you were making predictions about how you wanted like Blue Morpho wrapped up, and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, sweet yeah. summer yes. child. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys must have been feeling bad for us this, yeah, yeah. Like, this whole time. You're like, oh god, all these plots are in the air. I, I hope we get some closure. I was like, no. No. It does leave us wanting more, though. It always yeah. does. Yeah. Yes, it does. Although, have you ever watched the Venture Brothers season at the end of it? I feel like, you know, I'm done. I'm good. I don't need any more Venture Brothers. <laughs> right. Well, I feel like there was that one, the, the one season. Yeah. Operation Prom yeah. felt like a, an end yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, just touching your hand, James. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just had that moment right there. I'm like, all yeah, right. Okay, cool. <laughs> how, how will I know you next time I see you? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, so I've removed part of my skull. I have a dome. It's hanging out of the back of my head. That was perfect. That was a perfect joke. <laughs> so uh, so we start off here with episode seven, a party for Tarzan, and yeah. I really like this. And Dave, as before we started, you said you weren't that much of a fan of this well, episode. You know what? It's it just seemed a bit too stylized for me. It was like the narration just struck me as really I don't know forcing it. It didn't feel like jumping from different characters. I was if it was just one person narrating the entire episode from one person's perspective mm -hmm. I'd be like I would think that was super strong and like I, I would love to have that unique episode mm -hmm. and they were trying to have that uniqueness to the episode by making it I guess they were doing like a Goodfellas thing there was definitely kinda, some Goodfellas yeah very Scorsese I thought yeah, yeah in general and kind of jumping in between the different characters and having each one do their own narration and their own perspective I just felt like it was a little it was a little forced to me, and it felt, it just felt, it didn't feel as natural or, well, or, or existing in the same universe as usual. They've messed with 
uh, chronology before, like in the season four premiere, Blood of the Father, Heart of Steel, mm-hmm. and that was the, Is comic, that the comic book, book episode. One? Yeah, right. and it, that one kind of had a memento structure to it, where right. one plot was going forward, the other was like going back. Yeah, and would you say that one felt more natural to you than this? Well, yeah, because it kind of felt like I don't quite remember that episode. Okay, um, it was very confusing you, the first time you watch it. Right, yeah. and I, I, I don't know if I had that same thought, and it. It's or like the the Mummy Island Part Two or yeah. you know mm-hmm. which was like the second episode of an episode that doesn't exist. It felt like it was strong parody and a strong like tone and voice. Mm-hmm. And this one felt like it was the same story we've been talking about. That that was except th- shifting ex- shifting the voice. Yeah, that's where where I got hung up as well. Like I really right. I liked the device. I thought that uh, the shifting perspectives and especially seeing. You know, getting getting each character's kind of look on things was yeah. was great, but if I would have liked it if it was the second episode of the season or something. Right. I think it was a lot of information that we already knew, and other than maybe twenty one's backstory, yeah, we did get to cool. see yeah. how he became a henchman. And my favorite thing about this uh, flashback is that it has the furry henchman in it because <laughs> yes. that was the original character design of those characters in the pilot of the Venture Brothers. Yeah, and then they were like, "Oh, this is way too hard to animate." Let's just make them smooth for future episodes. Mm-hmm. Right. But I love how they took this like accident in character design and just made it part of the show's canon. Yeah. Like that was right. how the Monarch's henchmen used to be. And then they got different outfits. But if we flash back to that time, they're gonna be in those old outfits. But yeah. which was which was super interesting and, and like seeing how he met twenty four and all of that was yeah, great. Yeah, I like how twenty four was just another henchman yeah. that was there. Yeah. That was cool. They had a little look between them. But the yeah. doctor the Doctor Mrs. stuff was all stuff we've already Scene, and I think that, right. that that for me was where I got hung up on the on the device. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff that we've already seen, and I think there was some kind of shortcuts and a bit of a bit jumps in this episode that really bothered me. Like, uh, I got it. Yeah, yeah, like the I know whole shortcut. Blue Morpho suit. Yes, that's that was, exactly that what that was thinking. like a huge shortcut that came out of nowhere. And I felt like it was a bit Deus Ex Machina. Like, it's got, it used Enzo, which is probably my least favorite character in this season of the Venture Brothers. He might be Brothers. my least favorite Venture Brothers character. What, is that the, that's the Taylor? The Taylor. Yeah, yeah the Italian right. Taylor. There's nothing to him. Except yeah. for that. I don't know. I think, I think the concept of someone who makes super suits is good. Sure. Having that kind of incredible kind of character. And the fact that he's always spitting on people. I like that. That's fine. But yeah. the, the rest of him is just such a caricature with right. nothing really to him. And mm-hmm. then to just bring him up as what y- I agree wholeheartedly, a shortcut for yeah. Rusty to get that suit. Like, why would Enzo suggest, oh, a blue tux is what you need? It's yeah. just for him to get the Morphos. Mm-hmm. Well, right. and especially after seeing how you see the episode starts, where you see Rusty dressed as a blue Morpho get shot by Dr. Mrs., mm-hmm. and then it flashes back, and then you see, the moment you see him take the suit, then you know, like, all right, he's fine. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it takes the rest away. of the episode builds to that, yeah. right. so they could have that. Right. The they play the hand so early with uh, the Kevlar in the suit, too, that, mm-hmm. like, there's one thing to plant a seed and have that kind of as suspense, but it just, it immediately is, that was maybe a minute and a half after the cold open with with uh, Rusty getting shot where 21 says, oh, it's Kevlar in the suit. I went to have it re-Kevlared. Then you're like, oh, there's you know no what? stakes I, I to this. I think I kind of missed that. Maybe I was just lazy uh, watching it, oh, but it didn't strike me as like, yeah, it didn't strike me as a... 
I, when when it happened later on, I was just like, oh, that makes sense that this Kevlar in the suit. Sure. I didn't hear that little hint. They did plant it, yeah. yeah, if, yeah. If they had not said that line, I think I would have had a little bit more yeah, like jeopardy for me mm-hmm. in, in the course of the episode. Right. Like, all right, I don't I don't know that there's a way that he could actually live with this. And then at the end, you reveal like, oh, there's but actually Kevlar also, in this. Yeah. He's also Doctor Venture. There's no way he's gonna die. Yeah. There's no. no but, you know, it's it's the second to last episode. Maybe they could do a big finale where he dies. But it just did not. I I wouldn't believe that he was going to die at the end. So mm-hmm. starting off the episode where oh my god, the one of the main characters that definitely never dies dies. What's going to happen? It just doesn't have any mm-hmm. meat to it. Although it could have been a great thing where the bullets placed really close to his heart, they can't uh, get it out, and they have to pull out the shrinking ray again, try to <laughs> right. make it and try to get really do an incredible journey inside his body to try to save him. Yeah, that, that may have been good. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't get that. Instead, we just get a bunch of uh, fractured narratives. Everybody kind of telling a little bit of backstory, and it starts off with twenty-one. I mm-hmm. uh, find out. I, I like when he gets kidnapped by the monarch. His big plan is he wants to make the venture name illegal. <laughs> so yeah. Every time they say the name, he'd be arrested. And twenty-one loves that. That's great. <laughs> Like, like that's what convinces him to hinge. Yeah. 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 It's a good idea. Yeah. It really couldn't do anything. Just mm-hmm. think about it. Every time he tried to pay a check, he would get arrested. <laughs> like that, it happens. Yeah. Like there are any illegal words that you couldn't mention? I guess that doesn't exist. Uh, and then we get to the modern day, and we find out that Doctor uh, that the moniker is going to be henching uh, Doctor Heine. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Heine. Yeah. yeah, and he does it successfully. He could be level five. Get a little bump right. up there. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Heine proves to be. Just the doctor, it seems, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, there was never any kind of like. I don't think there was any mention of him having any special abilities or like yeah. being some kind of super doctor. Well, yeah, he's just he's, a he's just a successful yeah. hemorrhoid laser doctor. Yeah, yeah. hemorrhoid lasers. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So that was the. I did like how in this episode we did find out where the hierarchy of uh, like how they match. A villain, yes, yes, yeah, and yeah. I like how it's all—it's it, all because of the original Doctor Venture. I thought Which that was really great. cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. him and the Action Man, Action Man. Anytime yes. that we delve deeper into the fact that Action Man is just a straight-up psycho, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love seeing that because mm-hmm. you know when we first are introduced to Team Venture, it's like, oh, the successful superhero team—they're all probably good guys—and then no, Action Man is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> man. And that scene was just great to see him just pistol whip that guy right in front of Rusty. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. just splattering all over his face. It's like the story that uh, oh, Rusty, Rusty told, where yeah. like he would wake him up with a gun and then click yeah. and like pull the trigger, but it'd be empty and he'd be like, "Next time, not today, Rusty." <laughs> yeah, not today, Rusty. Yeah, I also like how we get to see a little bit of the the pull my finger and then oh, I didn't mean the grenade. Yeah. And then they uh, and he, oh with the, like, and then he yeah, tries to the explode the yeah. And then we see that's great. That was a great moment. So this episode does have a lot of great moments. I think like a week episode of Venture Brothers is still stronger than of, any episode. Of course. In my opinion. But yeah. there's when Rusty dives on the grenade and it goes through him, yeah. that was a good moment because it showed that Rusty, as a kid, was had a lot of heart and mm-hmm. was like a hero. Yes. Yeah. And you would never imagine the current Rusty to like dive on a bomb. Yeah. yeah. No I way. do think that was in the last episode though the second episode uh, that we're yeah, yeah. yeah the, the diving onto the grenade oh flashback. I'm sorry that okay. yeah. that I'm used yeah. to all the flashbacks and I watch these together so. yeah, yeah. yeah definitely uh, uh, so yeah we, we do have uh, Dr. Mrs. are probably our least uh, least 
successful narrative right there. But mm-hmm. she's up there talking about what the guild's doing. They set up this little uh, task force to try to find out who the Blue, Mor- Blue Morpho is. And the kitty table is another great yes. joke. So, yeah. Watching Ward. Watching Ward being like, ah, please. <laughs> I feel like those guys are just... Jackson Pollock and Doc Hammer, right? They They're actually like, were originated as uh, Jackson and Doc would just riff and like they took conversations that they had right. in the office and were like, oh, that was a funny combo. Let's write a character to like handle that. So you're right. Yeah, and they look like the characters. It looks like mm-hmm. they drew drew the character. If you see them in in person, they look like versions of of Doc and. And Jackson, so yeah, yeah, and they have had one of their eyes each removed. Yeah, yeah that was a big thing that they did. They yeah. did that during the tick, I yeah. think, <laughs> and then they went to. This. And what I look at, I mean, if for whatever we can deba- debate how successful this narrative was, I do like the flashback that we get when it gets over to Doctor Z. He yeah, talks about 1973 in Singapore. Yeah, and yeah. how the lengths that Blue Morpho will go for Jonas Venture. Yes, and uh, that's adding to the fact that Doctor Z is probably gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was planted earlier in the episode Self Medication. I wrote down that's the Boy mm-hmm. Adventures one mm-hmm. where they're at the counseling, uh, the therapy session. Right. They end up going to Doctor Z's house. Like there's like the little robot guy, Astro Boy, and uh, like Johnny Quest is there. Seth Green voices a character, mm-hmm. and Doctor Z is there with his wife, and she mentions that she's a beard. Mm-hmm. And that, like, they haven't had kids because uh, because of that. They kind right. of imply that he, he's gay, and that's why they haven't, like, consummated and had a kid. Well, and Billie Jean King is a lesbian. Yes. The, I, the tennis player yeah. that uh, right. that he was allegedly having uh, the affair with. Yeah. And so it's most likely what really happened in the reality was they didn't even hook up at all. And then the the reveal happened. Right. So, yeah. but he's still like, he's still pushing the fact, like, no, I definitely had sex with a woman. Yeah, yeah. I definitely did. Oh, that's an added uh, wrinkle I forgot about. But <laughs> I do, I do like the way that that introduces this the, the, this unreliable narrator aspect to this story structure, mm-hmm. um, where it kind of makes you question everything that's told um, in a flashback or in you know in this kind of voiceover way, and right. I, you know like. I don't really believe anyone after that. Like mm-hmm. none of that information could be true, except for probably the explanation of the the arching hierarchy. Yeah, like that yeah. that seems pretty legit because of what we know from the action. I don't believe twenty one because that just seemed like legit. Yeah, yeah. I feel I don't know. Because and certainly whatever has actually happened to the Blue Morpho, I feel like in this episode and the next episode too, where Billy brings up what happened as told in the Adventure Brothers comic, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> as also being like, "Hey, Colonel Gentleman says like, hey, don't believe everything that you read." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, something happened to the Blue Morpho, but nobody knows exactly what. And right. I feel like right. that is still something that I, I'm hoping is going to pay off at some point. Yeah. Yeah, because we also uh, was it in the second episode? I guess it's in the second episode, so I'm jumping ahead. Where they say that Blue Morpho had a. Um, uh, a tag on him. Uh, what a is bounty. that called? A bounty on him yeah. that was delivered. So someone mm-hmm. had a bounty on him, and that was succeeded. So we gotta wonder who put the bounty on him mm-hmm. and why. So yeah. That's yeah, as they say, it was actually it was in this episode where he says they never right. they never applied for arching rights. He was a menace, and the guild put a bounty on his head. And in '76, the bounty was claimed by who claimed it? Yeah, the sovereign destroyed that information. Right. We mm-hmm. think, I think that it was Kano his bodyguard because in the past Kano has said that he was silent for killing a great man and we all just assumed that was Dr. Jonas Venture especially after the orb flashback showed 
uh, like Kano's predecessor. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the strongman. Yeah, mm-hmm. strongman appear, yeah. appearing to kill uh, the Venture ancestor, but then later an episode revealed that that wasn't the case. Yeah, he just could've, broke the orb, right? Yeah. He could have actually killed him, but the bounty could have been put on by Dr. Venture. That was my guess. Oh. Is Dr. that maybe Venture Dr. On. Venture put the bounty mm. on the Blue Morpho, and then maybe Kato is the one that that actually did the deed. Maybe, yeah. And I, I really like the reveal that Blue Morpho was uh, Jonas's junkyard dog, they called mm-hmm. him. They yeah. Do, because that's just adding more and more to the fact that Jonas was not a good guy. Like, right. he had this image of being an upstanding, all-American, like, great guy. But, like, people in that, like, rose-tinted 50s, like, he had real problems to yeah. him. Yeah. A lot having to do with parenting and just being a bad guy for sure yeah it kind of shows that uh with rusty and uh jj that they're like you know half of each of of what venture was Mm -hmm. of dr venture where you know there's sides of uh rusty that aren't so great a lot of a lot of rusty isn't so great a lot and a lot of jj isn't so great either he had a lot of like schemes that he was putting i think you see it even in hank and dean like in, in this episode um with Hank being the bartender, like Hank is so industrious, like he he's <laughs> he's so uh, good at like doing things. Like yeah. he's he's the bartender, and he's like, "What do you have?" Right. And like, and he's so into his role as bartender, but he's so dumb. Yeah. He's like, "Would you like a gin and tonic with gin and tonic?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, and Dean isn't is intelligent for the <laughs> most part, but he's so cynical now, especially after his whole experience with Triana and everything. And I think that. Right. between the, their kind of a split as well of like they just aren't a, no one is a complete person yeah 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 i do have to say that i see where you were coming from in previous episodes where you were talking about how you guys were talking about how you wanted to see more of the venture brothers yeah. themselves yeah and i wasn't i was like oh it seems like they're building up to something <laughs> like yeah. this whole dating aspect it seems like it's gonna pay off to, the college thing yeah, yeah the college thing that's gonna be that's gonna all wrap up somewhere and it doesn't really yeah, yeah. the only thing the college thing did is is dean wears a sweatshirt now yeah because yeah. <laughs> at least hank got an episode where he and uh we always forget her name i know Sierra? fish girl Fish Girl. Fish Girl. Where yeah. he and Fish Girl got like a B plot. But yeah, yeah. Then Dean he went on a date. Yeah. yeah. But Dean's college yeah. thing, nothing really came of that. No, that's true. Uh, but we do have uh, Rusty in this episode. As a guild says, like if you want to find out what the Blue Morpho is, who he is, you got to follow Rusty Venture. And so there are, Rusty's uh, talking about how he went, his narrative is that he, Billy and White, went to the party to make connections. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah. they sneak in dressed as waiters, but then get into their speed suit and the regular clothes, and they see Christopher Lambert, which, yeah. all right. I love how first they, uh, uh, the boy genius pronounces it as Christopher Lambert, <laughs> yeah. or I think maybe Billy, one of them does. Yeah. yeah. And it's Rusty that goes, do you mean Christopher Lambert? <laughs> <laughs> and that was perfect. And for it took me until we were right about to shoot this by the way that i was like why is it called a party for tarzan <laughs> and then i remembered the movie tarzan that christopher lambert yeah. is in <laughs> that like late 80s yes. early 90s version of tarzan that it's just i remember watching but is that the one that bo derrickson is that I it i think so i don't know it's the one where he he spends a lot of time in civilization mm. and like has to clean up mm-hmm. and stuff and there's a lot oh. of like I'm, i remember a scene where he's like taking a a, like fork and trying to figure it oh. out or something. Is that good? Is there nothing Christopher Lambert can't do? <laughs> it's one of those like 
they're it's the start of them trying to do gritty remakes of stuff that were was always seen as kind of a a baby thing. I'd be yeah. like Stephen in the booth giving us a little assist here, playing yeah. some sweet Christopher Lambert's Tarzan. Yeah, picks. can we get one of those picks up? On Man, the, he yeah. had some great hair. Oh, oh god, yes. yeah, it See, was flowing. Okay, guys, I'm gonna He's make a Highlander. I'm know? gonna make a confession. Uh, having never seen Highlander or that Tarzan movie, oh, I had James. No... We're gonna have to watch oh, Highlander. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've never <laughs> seen Highlander. I, I had no idea who Christopher Lambert was, and to, to hang Rusty's entire plot on that person right. didn't like where you never see his face. I yeah, yeah, this was a lost plot for me. That I was, was like, I don't care. I don't know who this man is. Even, and even when they referenced like, looking like Ted Danson, did that give you at least a, some kind of friend? It gave me a little bit of a visual. <laughs> he I know Ted, like Danson. Ted Danson. Yeah, I, I think it's it's. It still works though because like even just knowing oh this is some obscure B celebrity yeah yeah works for Ru- like the fact that Rusty cares so much still makes the plot work I think I don't think it's dependent on on having Christopher Lambert as a touchstone yeah it was right. just that every joke they said or every line they said about him I was like was that a reference to something yeah uh, right yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay I mean just saying the Highlander himself that made me kind of orient myself to mm-hmm. be like oh oh that, yeah that's who Christopher Lambert is I used context clues yeah. and was like oh Highlander because I only know him through through Highlander and Tarzan, but I totally <laughs> forgot about Tarzan. And it's Raiden in Mortal Kombat. Oh my god, Raiden. Oh, yeah. All you had to do was say Raiden. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh my god. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh. So we have uh, the Monarch and uh, 21. Their big thing is that they're going to split their efforts this episode, mm-hmm. where Monarch is going to go hench Dr. Heine, uh, <laughs> 21 Heine. is going to slap on you know the Kato's Kano suit, and he's going to go get uh, the Wandering, the wandering spy. Spider. Wandering yes, spider. And eliminate him, because he's one of the other people that are uh, that have got the arching rights to go against uh, Rusty. I couldn't believe this was the first Doc Ock. Is this the first Doc Ock like spoof that we met? I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. And it was done so casually. It was mm-hmm. done so like oh and he's got Dr. Octopus arms. Yeah. That's why he's got the wandering yeah. spider. Yeah. That's <laughs> enough. And we get a nice uh, Sounds of the Lambs reference yep. inside there too. Yeah. As, as right. 21 tries to help puts <laughs> on the sling. Help me with this couch. I can't get it into my car. Like right. oh. Alright. That's, I didn't actually catch that at Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. So that's yeah. perfect. It seemed familiar, but I didn't know what it was from. Yeah. And then I felt like it turned into Miller's Crossing. Yeah, the Pine yes. Barrens and everything. Yeah, yeah, when they're just like in the Pine Barrens and, and he's begging for his life. That yeah. felt like Miller's Crossing. And that was, that was kind of an emotional scene. Like, I really yeah. felt for Wandering Spider there. And for 21. Like, 21 does not want to be doing this. Nah, he wants no. to be a hero. I yeah. think... In some ways, he was happy to be Blue Morpho because he got to be like a hero. Mm-hmm. He was the one pushing the monarch yeah. in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. But then it, he ended up being a darker hero than he is a villain. Yes. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways, yeah. which is great. And this, I think the saddest thing is that 21's only friend at this point is the monarch. And the monarch closes this episode with his voiceover and he's giving a triumphant speech. And he's like, oh, like, I don't care that 21. Like, he, like, he mocks 21's. Uh, hesitation over killing someone. Right. Yeah. So that's that's the saddest thing of all to me yeah. is that the only person who might care about Twenty One doesn't. And yeah. Just, I mean, in the end, he is he does consider him an employee more yeah. than a friend. Yeah. Unfortunately, and that's why he'll never be able to replace Twenty Four. Yeah. yeah. Friends, so. And we also do have Twenty One flashing back to the, uh, as they say with the Monarchs crew is called getting your wings mm-hmm. when you kill yeah. somebody for the first time, mm-hmm. and it's him when they're fighting against Monarchs arching, which is interesting. to Always hear Monarch arching somebody that we haven't seen before. Yeah. yeah. And Professor right. Vibrations, right. which I like. We fought with robots and vibe guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I also love, that's actually a good example of the. Um, 
of the unreliable narrator you're mm-hmm. talking about because he talked about how he just died from happiness. Yeah. So yeah. even in the memory, I got I got the feeling that maybe he killed him. Yeah, like I maybe agree. Maybe twenty one actually killed the he, guy. It could have been an accidental kind of thing, like he tripped and the gun went off or something. Right, but which I is agree. how he, they killed the Venture Brothers in the season one finale. Yeah, it was right. an accidental like shooting of mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yeah, so it felt it felt like that was something he blocked out and has turned into like it died from happiness. And, and he quickly he quickly moved away from that to go into a flashback within a flashback right. about like the arcade game. Yeah, and Berserker. How, yeah, yeah, <laughs> killing people just right. Ah! Just, just like immediately back. justify it and give yeah. examples of it totally happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we see uh, uh, Rusty, we, we got the guild assembling over the wide whales and they're overlooking the venture tower. They're watching Rusty inside. They're seeing him. All right, we're just waiting to get rid of him. We got to convince Dr. Monarch, you know, you got a man up. You're yeah. one to be in charge of this guild. You got to pull the trigger. And we see uh, Rusty inside. They're hanging out with White uh, and uh, Billy getting ready for the party with their yeah. Eclipsium on the masks. And, and the masks, th- that was another thing that seemed like such a short mm-hmm. yeah. cut where mm-hmm. it's just like, well, we got to have a reason for him to put on the blue morpho mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he thinks that that's how you look at an eclipse, which is funny to think that he thinks that he has to put on some sort of glasses to look at a, yeah. a lunar eclipse. But he is. Just I think he's easy. smarter than that. Yeah, I think, I think he's yeah. smarter Dr. than Venture that. Dr. Venture is smarter yeah. than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, maybe. In the past, he's shown some competence yeah. when it yeah. comes to science, and that's kind of basic knowledge. Yeah. Right. That could be something he could just be confused about. But it was still yeah. like, put him putting on the mat, it just, it just yeah. seemed easy. It just seemed mm-hmm. too written to me. And this show is usually not as written it doesn't feel as written yeah, it you feels, can see the cogs kind of putting getting yeah into place right because there. there's so much chaos and then it just builds upon each other and then they wrap it up in a weird kind of quick way usually. or they don't yeah or they, yeah. Don't. they don't wrap it up but, but so <laughs> it's weird when they try to wrap something up like that mm-hmm. and then they because they put it into this format they felt like they had to jump to conclusions and have that DSX machina. Well, I think so. that the second episode did did that so well. It did it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. like that had yeah. a lot of balls up in the air and it felt very natural the way that that yeah, plot that flowed. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. But, uh, back on 607, uh, I do like the, just the one thing from uh, Dr. Mrs. I, I like that we got to hear the contrast between her ways of thinking about being a supervillain and like the old school villains who she said as soon as something goes crazy they just throw protocol out the window Mm -hmm. and I like seeing that she's trying to be like a by the rules Mm -hmm. leader of the guild right and it makes sense that these old school guys who probably came up in like 50s 60s just want to do everything the Mm -hmm. way they want to yeah they're the Jonas Venture of villains yeah right and is this the first mention we've got of uh, Rusty talking about his uh, his bartending prowess and he's he's made this drink before. That the ruddy the ruddy the bottom. ruddy bottom yeah. yeah ruddy bottom yeah. yeah yeah and he's made drinks with ketchup before. Yes. He's made yeah. yeah he's made gross combinations of yeah. like of drinks before yeah. But we see we we eventually it takes us right back to the beginning of the episode. We see Doctor Misses shoot the bullet. We get a nice yeah. long narration mm-hmm. from everybody's point of view. That as was the cool animation tracks. by the way. Yeah, yeah. across yeah. the yeah, across the, the only thing I wish happened there was I heard we I wish we heard a little bit of freak on the leash. As it went across. That was my only thing, but maybe that's not quite in their wheelhouse. Maybe, yeah, that's that more, might be a little past that's like, yeah, that's their more frame of, a, of reference. Yeah, that's more of a my frame of reference. Yeah, if you write that. a show like Venture Brothers, sure. corn references I'll everywhere. do so many corn and limp biscuit <laughs> references. I'm with People you, man. hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as we know, of course, there's Kevlar in the in the blue morpho suit, so he's fine, he's safe. He's free, he thought the pocket exploded, so he takes it back to Enzo, has to right. pay for all the, mm-hmm. the dry cleaning and the retailing and everything so we jumped at yep 
We jumped into episode up eight. Nicely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, red means stop. And we start with a nice saw reference. Yeah. 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 This, I did not know where they were going yes. with this for a while, and that was great. Yeah. That was, I, I kept forgetting about it, and then they kept cutting back to it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think, was, yeah, the rest yeah. of the stuff was so good that you do forget about it, and then it comes back, and you're like, oh, yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> it, it, right. It's one of two really excellent like non-character pairings that they do in this episode between the two villains locked up in the saw room and the snipers on the roof right. who, are, who are characters we've never heard before who we don't care about but they have these small scenes that are so fantastic so packed with jokes that's what they're best at that's yeah what i completely agree best at, just having completely these agree. Re- really weird non sequitur moments that mm-hmm. are just people talking and having a connection and then that's it yeah and then this, that's that's yeah this one was firing on all cylinders for right. me with with venture brothers i think that the red red death is amazing and i it's so great that like it's it's a dangerous thing to have characters in a show react to another character and say they're awesome because they have to be awesome. Yeah. And Red Death completely lives up yeah. to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they did a cool, for one, great character design on Red Death. Yeah. Having yep. this Red Skull type character. And also having it be voiced by Clancy Brown. After we just spent an episode talking about Christopher Lambert, who's the hero from Highlander. And now we meet the villain from Highlander, oh. which is Clancy Brown. It was a great little like, Whoa! And they don't... <laughs> I mean, Clancy Brown's also like a well-versed voice actor. He's been, he does most every cartoon out there. He does the voice for Mr. Krabs, but he also does, he's also like the big bad guy in so many movies. Like so many. He, yeah. he was in Carnival, I think. Yeah, he was in Carnival, and I most recently Daredevil, actually, in the most recent episode uh, season of Daredevil. That's oh, right. He plays yeah. the general in that. Yeah. Earth 2? Don't forget Earth 2, guys. Earth 2? What's yeah. Earth 2? Wasn't that the one that Oh, my God, Earth 2. Where they, they all left and they found another Earth? They found a, He was in that? Yeah. He was oh, the, my yeah, God. Was the Is that a movie? It was a TV no, series. No, it's a TV series. Steven Spielberg produced TV series. Is it good? Is it no. still on? It, I think it went two it seasons. Was meh. It that was meh. That sounds awesome, though. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, there were like no aliens in it, from what I understood, except for like some animal life that was on the planet. It was like empty Earth too. Yeah, it was basically. I'm so sold, guys. They had to. They had to kind of Noah's Ark it out of Earth. Yeah. And find another Earth. Yeah. And that was Earth too. And I think there was like some androids or something. James I don't know. is about yeah. to dig deep into like late, <laughs> ni- late 80s, early 90s <laughs> sci-fi. <laughs> oh no, never mind. I didn't yeah. know it was from that time. It's like same time as Sequest. It's, okay, you know, yes. This is pre-prestige television. Oh, okay, yes. never mind. Yeah, this this wasn't before. like the last Write three years. Write that show now, it'll be a hit. Oh yeah, that'll be perfect. I think it's the 100 actually. I think yeah, that's yeah. what the 100 is. What's that? It's you should watch the one hundred. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it's on like a Fox or something. CW. CW. Right uh, after Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, which after show we also host. <laughs> something. Uh, no, we have the monarch finally admitting to twenty one. Like, man, uh, things are not going well. My marriage. Yeah, is, he my says it out loud. Yeah. yeah, and that he's masturbating to hentai because he's lonely and unable to connect to real people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just keep sharing too much. Yes. Uh. <laughs> but we find out that Doctor Misses and the rest of the guild are in sequester. And so mm-hmm. he says, all right, this is the perfect time for us to start knocking off the last two people that we've got of these 10 uh, vil- villains that have subarched Dr. Venture. And so the next one is the Red Death. And 21's already like, ah, the Red Death, no way. This guy's yeah. too crazy. Yeah, that, fir- that first shot of him 
is hilarious. It's for all the buildup to yeah. see him just sitting in a playground watching his daughter. And then like, his daughter, and of course yeah. she's doing this like little villainous act, like, like stomping, stomping the sandcastle. Yeah. 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 And he's got the he's got the sweater wrapped around his neck. Oh, oh. he's the best. Yeah. He's perfect. Oh, it's fantastic. And he said, but I like that that uh, the monarch is kind of just you know trying to be you know kind of sly, and he's like, no, I know who you are. And you got to do a great job if you want to be a villain. You got to be able to separate uh, your you work from your personal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how he connects so much with the monarch that they have this relationship right off the bat. Mm-hmm. That's like really that they they understand each other in a lot of ways. I like that Red Death likes the monarch's work. Yeah, that's something we never really hear and too knows much about. about it. Yes. Like yeah. he's, he's not just saying that he knows specific things like the puppet right. thing. Yeah. And, Which and, I think and it's seen. it's like a, almost a mentor thing that comes back at the end of the episode where he gives the advice to just go and kill Dr. Venture. We do yeah. have a pick of Clancy Brown from uh, Highlander <laughs> right now. Uh, Steven, man, on point. Just tonight. on point. Man, yes, I forgot good. about in a that skull, helmet. In a skull like helmet. I told totally you. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, what is this? You know so who's also doing, in Highlander? Watch Sean Highlander, Connery. Buddy. Yeah, oh, Sean Connery. Nice. Colonel, Colonel, gentleman. Colonel Gentleman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rodney shot a baby. He's a baby killer. <laughs> He's a baby killer. Rodney oh, would never kill a baby. Thanks for saving me from that little baby. <laughs> he was a werewolf. <laughs> I love. I hope it was a werewolf because I like the idea of this baby werewolf attack. Oh, there's so. no way it, it was, was a werewolf. werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Action Man was probably Act- drunk yeah. on, like, on some kind of drugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably. God guess. And we also have uh, the OSI and the Guild. Uh, they're not really in sequester of the Guild. They're actually teaming up with the OSI. They want to run a sting to try to get the Blue Morpho. Yeah. Right. And I love it when they work together. The guild, yeah. Because they're yeah. just two sides Those, those large-scale operations are always so fantastic when, when they interact because they're both so beholden to protocol that they never really fight. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's, I just, like, the, and the snipers are, are a perfect example of that. It's like a microcosm yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> I also love it in... Uh, kind of a bigger way of, of shows that have no real good and evil. Mm-hmm. And Venture Brothers is all about that. Yeah. About how they're just like the same type of organization. Mm-hmm. They're just like, they, they're just in the business of fighting one another. Yeah. So when they talk to one another and kind of work together, it's just like, they're the same. Yeah. The mm-hmm. protagonist and antagonist are just people who got put on different career paths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one thing uh, we cut back to the monarch, and it gives him one little scene that I always enjoy when you see the monarch coming home, and Twenty One's already mad because he said like, "Hey, I said supper would be ready at four, and it's four thirty. He's like, "What is this Thanksgiving? Who eats dinner at four thirty? It's not dinner, it's supper. Supper, supper. Yeah. supper. <laughs> sorry, honey." Which I like that. I was like, "All right, I'm sorry, I was busy. I was talking to the Red Death." I'm like, "Oh man, all right." And then the monarch just pees in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Total She's monarch. monarch. What a <laughs> dick. What Don't a, pee in it, the sink again. You know what? Yes. In that scene, I thought was really interesting is that the monarch is talking to Twenty One about how he talked to Red Death, and I think that the biggest indication that the monarch actually truly really respects the Red Death is that when he gets excited to tell Twenty One about this conversation, it's not because the Red Death knew who he was. And that was my expectation, is that the Monarch was going to be like, he knew who I was. That's a really good point. Instead, mm-hmm. it was about, he is so terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, instead, the Monarch is someone who's, it's always about him. Mm-hmm. So I expected him to be excited that the Red Death, like, this big villain knew who I was. But instead, it was just about how awesome this guy was. Yeah. 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 So yeah. That, and even the, yeah, Monarch, at that point, is like, there's no way we can kill him. He's still yeah. awesome. Yeah, we can't. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And uh, and instead they said they come up with a plan to kidnap, to kidnap the 
yeah, family. The family. Yeah, they dress up as two Which, members of the guild and say, "Hey, yeah, you know, if something's wrong with your husband." He said to go to your uh, to your mother's house, don't yeah. answer the phone, so take your daughter, and run. Not really kidnap at all. No, just like no. just get out Move. of town. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll say, and then they do that that call. The one thing is, I really wish they made it a little less. Like I, I feel like I've seen so many parodies taken. of Taken. Yeah, yeah I yeah. agree. That I wish it started that way, like you thought it was going to go that way, and then mm-hmm. it heightens way out of out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they do call it out. 21 says he's going to go all Liam Neeson on. Yeah, that made it even kind of like weirder, oh, because yeah. it was so much word for word, the Taken yeah. monologue. I agree. I think that was the only misstep for me in this episode. Yeah. Well, that and... Uh, I'm so over Rusty and Dr. Mrs. Like, Rusty hitting on Dr. Yeah, Mrs. Me too. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but if they do it, it's just like kind of like, and then they go through it, and then Dr. Mrs. just being like, I still hate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's That's fine. That's okay with me. And we also have guild members dressing up as decoys. <laughs> right. Uh, and we got them dressed up as Hank and Dean. And Classic like, model <laughs> Hank and Dean. <laughs> yeah. My favorite moment is later when we see who's playing Helper. Yes, <laughs> uh, Phineas Gage. Yeah, yeah. Phineas yeah. Gage playing helper and might have died. Yeah, he got Maybe. cut in half. He got yeah. cut in half. I mean, he's already kind of in half, anyways. Yeah. So he might have survived. Does Brock or or um or Hunter say uh, the, that Red Death is using live, live rounds? rounds? Yeah. yeah, live rounds. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I, uh, that scene where Hank and Dean are helping Watch and Ward getting their decoys <laughs> and that the email blinking is like oh no now I can't check it until I put my goggles on <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> just more that's why I love those two characters so wait why did uh, what is the sailor's name Shoreleaf Shoreleaf <laughs> why did he even dress up like Brock because it, he originally was supposed to be Brock's decoy but then uh, Brock was like no 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 I want to stay here and mm-hmm. fight right and that's okay. why they were rock paper scissors oh, okay yeah. that made yeah. sense it was okay. another one of those things where they didn't say that information the scene just kind of started yeah, they kind, and of, kind of had the, okay yeah. But, that, but that's great. I, th- I think that that was that. That's good writing. I yeah. think that that was yeah, great. Yeah, that's that is good. And I do like that. Brock just plays rock constantly. Yeah. Constantly, yeah. it's the best thing. It's the best thing. You always play rock, no yeah. matter what. And rock he doesn't think paper defeats it at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I do like shortly. I'm still going to keep the wig. I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. I'm still going to wear this. That's a, that's a, I'm absolutely going to be doing that. Right. <laughs> and then uh, 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 during this episode, we're also cutting back to our two guys. They're trapped in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I find out that by this point, there, the one guy's been living by eating uh, all the dead people's. Butts. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love how they're setting up the the little hints that they do throughout the saw kind of storyline, where he's like, "Why is wait? Why is your chain much longer than mine?" He's like, "Oh, just forget about it." Yeah, and, and he reveals that he's been there like weeks, and that there's food being deposited, but mm-hmm. he's convinced it's poisoned. He's basically to get little hats on the legs and stuff. Why would you not want to eat this? Yeah, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> yeah, and I really didn't. I I really was trying to figure out how they I. It came across my mind that it could have been the monarch kind of setting this up, but I felt like ah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why would they do that? And then the way it wraps up is just perfect. Oh, yeah. So we'll get to that in a moment <laughs> okay. there. Uh, but then we, uh, again, we have a moment for the Red Death. He's about to go and start the Venture Tower, but he's talking to his wife. Right. He's like, hey, do you want me to refrigerate dinner? And he's like, oh, that's great. You want to roll with it? No, the gravy will make it mushy. And yeah. like, what about the brownie in their cuddles? Like, oh, Brownies. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just awesome. I, I love, the, I, I think that the, the show, when the show is juxtaposing the serious-minded, like, 
parody things that they're parodying comic books or, or or adventure series or whatever with just mundane details is when the show is yeah. operating at its highest level yeah and and the red death was the perfect embodiment of that yeah uh, the other one that i love is just in terms of talking about comic book characters is as short leaves taking the voice to what he thinks is this great nightclub the limelight it turned out to be a mall but he does say that uh, there was a, a giant chicken dancing with richie rich so the idea that richie rich <laughs> the comic book character exists as a real person oh. inside the venture brothers universe i, I love that, that idea I <laughs> That's funny. I was like, oh, that would be. I want to see Richie Rich now so bad. <laughs> Maybe, right. yeah, yes. He's been planted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have uh, Monarch and uh, then we have oh, we have uh, Action Man and uh, Rusty and Billy hanging out over there. Right, because Billy so is good. still uh, obsessed that he thinks that uh, Rusty is the blue morpho. Yeah, yeah, it keeps dropping like if you're feeling kind of blue, yeah, and put a distraction. Yeah, he's like, knock it off already. What's and, going on? Yeah, and this scene isn't you know it's not too big of a scene, but it is the one that I come across quoting the most like for sure earlier, just that baby killing stuff it's probably so the voices yeah. it's yeah. colonel gentleman's voice being like baby, baby killer and and then and billy's mom <laughs> not a baby killer like that is yeah. quoted multiple <laughs> times a day <laughs> yeah and, and and i love just like the war stories kind of aspect of it they're just sitting around like oh remember when you killed the baby like yeah <laughs> like so casual yeah it's like oh, i'm just i'm just yeah get your chain but you did kill a baby <laughs> yeah. yeah it's fine but you know you're it really was stupid. a wee little baby with a silver bullet in its brain <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i like when that conversation ends and uh rusty says i head back to the tower and uh billy says oh yeah i he goes, oh yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, there's like his little wink to him, like wink, mm -hmm. and he's like, oh yeah, go say goodnight to your boyfriend, wink. Just, like, <laughs> you know, like, just enough of the blue morpho stuff, please. Uh, but we see them duking it out over there. We kind of see just the elaborate ruse that, mm -hmm. that they're trying to make it look like the sting operation happening. The blue morpho never shows up because, of course, we know the blue morpho is the monarch who's basically trying to uh, get the red death on his own terms somewhere yeah. else. And we see, and that taken after the one thing I do like about the taken conversation is when it's done, just hearing the monarch go like. So sorry. <laughs> just like not being able to maintain that like, you know, villainous talk. Yeah. Just like, uh, the reaction to it, I think, is what saved right. it for me. Is that That's just true. they were so realistically terrified and then they turn off they're like, oh my god. Yeah. That was good. And we see them hiding out in their uh, costume pods, the pods as the Red Death attacks. Mm -hmm. And uh, then realizes, hey, okay, you're the monarch. You're really bad at the boob morpho. Tell me the whole story. What the deal is? And I, I like that moment. I like that. Mm -hmm. like, once they tell him, like, no, you're, you know, you just call your wife. She's not really kidnapped. She's at your mother's house. That's where they're hanging out. That's mm -hmm. good too because I feel like too often, sometimes in in other, if this was a normal show, <laughs> I feel like they would that we wouldn't find out about that. Someone would get killed or maimed or something just because of a misunderstanding. Yeah. kind of mm -hmm. that happens. But in because this ep because the show's so weird, it also has these moments where they do stuff that makes sense, mm -hmm. like someone going, "Oh, let me explain exactly what's happening," yeah, and then having it be cured that way. Like they actually talk. Like yeah, they actually talk, talk things out. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. rather than just be like, "I'm just not going to say anything," and so you can think I'm still a terrible person. Yeah, because yeah. plot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, plot. No, I, I feel like every time they could have, uh, they they went against the expectations of what you thought they could do with the Red Death in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like you would think they were just going to play to that type. He's going to be some just, you know, unrepentant, really evil person. But no, just every time you saw him throughout this episode, he was always just, you saw such a different balance between, like, the family side and the work side, as he was talking mm -hmm. about at the beginning right. of this episode. Yeah. And I think further uh, subverting that expectation is, I, I thought that Red Death would tell Monarch, like, let it go, let your hatred go. But instead, he his final parting advice to the Monarch is, go kill 
rusty. Yeah. Like, just murder him, murder his family, and then move on with your life. Mm. And that... I think is is what really kills me that this is the last episode yeah. of the season. But it works so well, I think, as a season finale because now you're like, oh my god, is this just is this setting up like the the final kind of like run I, for the monarch at Rusty? I still don't feel like it feels like a season finale. To no, me. this still feels like a penultimate episode. It, yeah, because it feels like. There's so many things that if this was a good, if this was a perfect season, we would have had uh, the Marnock being discovered by Mrs. Marnock mm-hmm. as, as the Blue Morpho, and you, we would have had um, the like the Marnock at least being able to finally arch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arch Rusty, at least those two things. And like you said, they said they're going to go after the last two villains who yeah. are in line. And right, Wide Whale. Wide well, yeah, well, but they he didn't get villains, right? Yeah, there's oh, one more sub villain before he gets so to Wide Well. More after Red yeah. Dad, so yeah, right. it doesn't. But uh, but uh, one aspect that did feel like a finale was bringing all the characters together. Mm-hmm. Like it ends yeah, with like true. that pool party, the OSF. Oh, the so I can see it both ways. It definitely works as a penultimate episode. More yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I just I need I need more. I need I, it to have an ending. I think yeah. for eight episodes, though, like I, I'm glad that we at least go out on this much of a high note. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, if 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 we didn't have a character as strong as Red Death or as jokes as strong as we get in with the the saw thing and the snipers and the, and the pool party and shore leave and all these other great jokes, I would have I would have been much more disappointed in the fact that the season was ending. I am right. at least satisfied that we got a great. Venture Brothers episode out of this season. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. The one thing I wonder though, with with the Monarch though, in terms of uh, Rusty, would he does he want to kill Rusty? Because if he kills him, uh, he he, he loses no, the object of his either. obsession, which is he just loves to ar- he just wants to arch him all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all he wants to do. So I don't know if he could. I mean, killing him is the right thing to be doing. And yeah, I don't know if he even realizes that. Yeah, so that's an interesting like um, an interesting dramatic kind of thing he has to decide in in whatever the finale uh, or upcoming episodes are because he'll come face to face with that decision and he'll realize that if he kills he's killing his love yeah. he's mm-hmm. killing the thing he loves in order to move on from it and that's like a big that's a great growing up story. That's a great coming of age story for the monarch, mm-hmm. and I would love to see it. Yeah, and I, but I do like his thing to the Red Death. He's like, if I were a woman, I would never stop calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's that. a great thing to say because I feel like I've heard like, if I was a woman, you know, I would totally do you. But yeah. I, would, I love the idea. It's like you would ignore my calls, <laughs> but I would still yeah. continue calling you. And then uh, Twenty One asks how Red Death can do all this killing and never get sad. And uh, Red Death says, "Well, Twenty One, you've killed a lot." And he goes, "Well." Yeah, maybe we guess I got to show you something, and he shows him the yeah. bathroom that we've been seeing throughout this whole entire mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Realize while uh, Twenty One was trying to do a kind thing by just keeping these guys all contained, it took the worst possible turn. Yeah, yeah. as he says, like, guys, what did you do? This wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, I also love how the guy that keeps eating everyone, his power is to microwave everything, <laughs> yes. which made me realize, like, yeah, that would actually be useful if you're eating butts. Yeah, because oh, yeah, he's cooking the butts. Yeah, right. Microwave the butt. butts a lot better than raw butt. I'll tell yeah. you that. <laughs> Yeah, you can actually like eat some hot human. At yeah, least. yeah, it's a, ma- a maestro wave, which I love. Maestro that. wave, <laughs> oh, what a great name. Yeah, it was a termite or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually have those powers. It's in the helmet. It's all the helmet. <laughs> it's yeah, like Phileas, whatever. Yeah. And then we found Monarch's, the only thing he's mad about is the fact that Twenty One didn't tell him they had a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, had a bathroom yeah. down there. Yeah, like why didn't you tell us that part? 
Uh, so, and then we just wrap up the episode with a declaration of love between our OSI and our <laughs> guild member there. Just I think saying. that's a perfect way to end the episode, and it's like a poignant way to end the series, mm-hmm. is that it's ending yeah. on what makes the series so great, is just uh, real natural unique conversations between one-off characters that's hilarious right yes there better be more though yeah there better be more because this did feel like it i guess the reason why it bugged me is because we had such a gap between the last season and this season yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that i was like oh cool it's coming back you could have one story arc that feels like kind of cool and then maybe that's it or yeah. whatever and then it ending the way it did, and yeah. it feels like there's a lot of loose ends. I want it to just be like one big special. If they if they do something this serialized next time, it, you know, provided there is a, a seventh season, I hope it's longer. I hope right. they have more time to to play it out. I want at least another like a gargantua two. Oh yeah, I think, I think sure. we for sure at least get one more special yeah. that was supposed uh-huh. to be the finale. But other than that, it hasn't been picked up for sure for further seasons and what really right. scares me is that Adult Swim has been canceling uh, they just canceled Aqua Teen Hunger Force yeah. oh, wow. a long running show they also canceled Metalocalypse and there was a huge fan protestation against that yeah. and they it didn't make them budge didn't they do a they did a streaming video yeah of every petition being faxed and printed they said just faxed, straight to the garbage yeah game. they mm-hmm. said if they if you want metalocalypse to come back uh and be uncanceled fax us your complaint and then they had a live stream of the fax machine pumping it out into a trash can into a trash can wow that's yeah that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence especially because they have like a hit with rick and morty yeah and i feel right. like rick and morty is very similar to venture you know brothers. and i i mean i love venture brothers but i'm also a fan of like ending on a high notes so if this like next uh, special is like really great and has a feeling it would be it would be nice and then maybe to see what else they can do i don't know if they can do it this is their everything this I don't know is if they, i mean yeah. that's true this is every reference they have in one thing yeah i mean yeah. i would love to have venture brothers until the end of days yeah. but if if uh it's also nice to have like something strong, and then we could just rewatch Venture Brothers mm-hmm. until we die. Well, I, so for I feel at the very least we're going to get at least one more special. Yeah, at yeah. the very least. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind if it even just went to like you know like every year or two years we just get a special. That'd that would be, be all right. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, an hour something. and a half, an hour, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll see. In the meantime, we'll yeah, see. we're just uh, we're going to be waiting as anxiously as you are for another episode of the Venture Brothers, whatever way, shape, or form that may happen. Yeah, that's going to do it here for our wrap up of uh, season six. Yeah, the Venture Brothers. Oh, Hopefully, so season fast. seven will be somewhere in the next decade. There you go. We'll still be here. <laughs> but thanks so much for joining us here. I know we jumped on the bandwagon a little late here to, uh, to break down season six, but we're, thank you so much for following it with us, though. Uh, like us on Facebook. Give us those sweet five stars on iTunes. You can follow us there on Twitter if you want to continue the conversation about Venture Brothers or just about anything like uh, Dave Child's dance moves. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. how you can get the sweet James to be the, the, the stuffing in your sweet sandwich if you want to do that. Whatever <laughs> you, things we want to talk about. Dave Child, if they want to talk to you about those seven things on Twitter, where can they find you? You can find me at Mr. Dave Child. You can also uh, follow Frank and I at uh, Legends of Tomorrow every Thursday if you like other goofy yeah. superhero stuff. Even if you don't like it, just do, watch it. Just watch it, <laughs> even if you don't like it. That's what we do. I mean, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at James Gressel and uh, catch me on the Americans after show and after buzz Ooh. on Wednesday nights. Oh, nice. I am James A. Janice. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at James A. Janice. YouTube at Practical Folks. I do Kimmy Schmidt after show. That's Tuesdays at 8. Come on by. 
Right, and you can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJack, and you can check me out on the Hell's Kitchen after show with big season finale. We're breaking that down tomorrow night, and then a variety of episodes like Dave Child, I would do Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, I'll pretty much just do any after show, folks. You just <laughs> you put it on TV or stream it somewhere, I'll come by and talk about it. That's pretty easy. <laughs> Until next time, folks, we'll see you here on another show here at AfterBuzz TV. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you on the interwebs. <laughs> sure. Is that a thing? From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Go Team Venture! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.